0: Here we are again, Dorian. Yep. Another Friday. I got my Criterion mug. You do have <laughs> Criterion <laughs> mug. I need to get a mug. I need to have a couch mug around Yeah, here. And,
1: Yeah, and just have a Bobby mug here. I need to have That's a Bobby mug go. here. You find a mug. All right. And, uh, you know, we'll keep it clean for you. Keep, keep it safe. Keep
0: it preserved.
1: Yeah, be ready for you every Friday.
0: Um, episode 41.
1: Forty fucking one.
0: We are inching closer towards... 40 listens or whatever. Oh, yeah. On our top five. Damn. I feel like the Spotify jam has really helped.
1: It's, it's helped out. We've got a little bit. Yeah. We've gotten upwards of three upwards additional of three listens. More. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what? We're fighting nice. for inches here, folks.
0: Yeah. There's been a few people I've been like, oh, we're on Spotify. And it's just like, oh my God. Yeah, you are. Great. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, like genuine sort of now interest in maybe listening to mm-hmm. the podcast, which is great. One step
1: closer to getting people to, you know, make those two inconvenient taps or clicks. Yes. That are that that represent the barrier between them and listening to us.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Amazing how how much how much currency is attached to tapping or clicking on something nowadays where it's like, mm.
0: I actually just got rid of a bunch of podcasts that I just like haven't listened to in a while. Nice. So I just got I just purged my yeah. some of my podcasts. Yeah, it just cues. gets to be
1: too much sometimes. I like I get it to some degree cuz sometimes it's just like if, you know, once I start down this road, yes. it's it's not just this one podcast. It's like you get into that like completionist mentality mm. where you're like, okay, all right, if I listen to one a day, yeah. you know, then I can get through all these by next week and then the week <laughs> after I'll listen to this one. I yes. think it'll be a really good follow, you know, and it's just like you watch all of your free time Go all away. of a sudden turn into like a scheduling nightmare. Yeah. And um so so yeah I'm being a bit you know facetious as it were but at the same time it's like just give it a whirl man you know you might like it you might just enjoy it Exactly So exactly. just give it a shot and if you don't there's no harm in turning it off and saying you know what it's not for me
0: Exactly
1: At least you gave it a try
0: Um all right during episode 41
1: Yeah so we're here. I am Dorian Weinzimmer.
0: I'm Bobby Navia. Uh,
1: this is the couch uh, where we review movie trailers. Yes, sir. Um, we don't always do that, but mostly we do that. Yes. Um, but yeah, you know, these are we just look at a trailer for a movie that's coming out, like you know, next week, mm-hmm. so that when we release the episode, it's like you know, you can listen to it, and that movie's coming out that week. But we don't have screeners. We don't have like press credentials. We're just literally a couple of fucking dudes who really like movies and also make movies. Yes. Uh, look up Chicago Rot. Please. Uh, R-O-T. Um, anyway, and, uh, you know, we just watch the trailers and like to kind of dissect them from a standpoint of like our own appreciation of film, our understanding of like, you know, how films get marketed and released into the world and basically try to just sort of like dissect them a bit and interpret, you know, why they're being presented the way they are mm-hmm. and what this might actually say about the, uh, you know, the final film. Right. So that's basically what we do here, people.
0: Yes. And every uh, once in a while we'll watch said final film. Yeah. And if it provokes something, yeah. We'll talk about it.
1: Or sometimes we just take an hour and talk about whatever the fuck we feel like. <laughs> yes. Still movie related. Yeah. But movies we've seen or a movie we've seen or
0: something we think you should see.
1: Yeah. Or, or not once a year, an award show. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> so, you know. Anyway, that's the gist of things here.
0: But today's, uh, today's, uh, the, what is it? The 18th. Today's the 18th. So Correct. today glass comes out. Yes. We did an does. episode on glass last week. Yeah. And then the week before that we did our top five movies of 2018. Yeah. And so, uh, if you're interested in checking those out, please do. Yeah, they're good episodes.
1: Yeah, seriously, we're basically—I think Bobby and I are both procrastinating right now because we don't know what we're going to talk about today. There are two trailers. There's there's two trailers we watch. I shouldn't say we don't know. We haven't decided. Yes, exactly. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we have we have prepared (laughs) a little bit, (laughs) tiny bit, Um, but so we're yeah trying to figure out if we want to talk about uh, the kid who would be king Mm -hmm. or Miss Bala. Yes. Which translates to Miss Bullet. Yes. Which I already like a lot better as a title than Sicario Day of the Soldado, (laughs) which translates to hitman day of the soldier as we've discussed before but i just want to bring that up as makes far as as far sense, as like titles go as, as far as you know uh, using a foreign language to give your title some sort of like cool cachet yeah i think miss Bala is a far more successful example mm-hmm. um because when you translate it it actually makes sense right and i think that's a huge plus <laughs> it's, some people might even call it the starting point for creating a title <laughs> but, especially when you're hey, making a you movie I was oh I, this movie I watched yesterday, which everybody in the world needs to know about. It's called Horrors of Malformed Men. Um, it's available to watch on Amazon Prime. Arrow uh, Arrow Video did a phenomenal new restoration and release of it this past year. It's outstanding. Uh, but anyway, I was watching the special features on it, and they were talking about a lot of this uh, director Turo Ishii. His output, you know, he directed like 94 movies because mm-hmm. he was working in the Japanese studio system, just doing, oh, yeah. like cranking shit out. You know, there was years he made like seven movies. and shit like that yeah but um but anyway so uh just the the titles of some of these movies (laughs) though were so good um one of them so there was a 10 movie series called truck guys which i just love that title yeah it's just truck guys were they in trucks um they were not in the uh, i imagine they were in the films but all i saw was a poster art and they looked like they were wearing like a Japanese person's idea of what an American trucker might wear. Oh, okay. Uh, in 1968, you know? Okay. Um, so it was very charming image to say the least, but, uh, there was another movie called gang versus gang, which uh,
0: puts it out in front street. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's really,
1: it's a wonderful title. Yeah. Um, and then there was, I can't remember the exact phrasing of it, but there was another movie that was literally called, uh, everything sinks into the ocean except Japan. Yeah. Like that was just the title of the movie.
0: <laughs> that's so good. It was,
1: it was worded, I think slightly differently than that, but that's what it was. It was uh-huh. like a full sentence. That was just like the whole world sinks into the ocean, <laughs> but not Japan. <laughs> oh my God. That's great. So uh, needless to say, I gotta, I gotta, try to find some of these. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I'm, 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 these are probably not movies that have any kind of real release. No. Um, uh, <laughs> But uh you Except know, my for might the not whole world dying in Japan's yeah, I, gotta, about I hope so. <laughs> I gotta find that one. Um, but anyway, the, the, you know, in terms of titles, you know, mm-hmm. being you can even be like wonderfully nonsensical, you yeah. know. Um there was oh, there was another one called uh Flesh Actress Murder, Five Criminals.
0: Was there like a colon or yeah, there or? was a called, oh. flesh
1: so flex, flesh actress murder okay. colon, All right, five criminals. Interesting. So Was you know, this series I don't know, I have no idea, but uh but anyway, you know, so that even that you know uh is is fairly nonsensical, mm-hmm. but it has its own charms to it, it whereas does. uh hitman day of the soldier <laughs> is just stupid, <laughs> it's just dumb, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna keep coming back to this it's all right, reexamine it I, that's like that's my uh that's my like uh nadir for uh for titling like the lowest possible point mm-hmm. uh that that you could get so that's my reference point so any title that comes up that is either you know contains a mixture of languages or is just a stupid title that's always what it's going to be measured against until we find something worse
0: so, so out of these two titles which one is oh you already said that Ms. Bala is the one that you feel is a bit more accurate to pull you in
1: yeah, it's a better it's a better usage of Miss Bullet. Yeah. Yeah. So. All
0: right, so you want to talk about Miss Baller or the kid that would be king?
1: Uh probably probably Miss Ball. I don't know the kid who would be king is just like I don't fucking care. You don't
0: care about the no, kids? No, I
1: know we talked about <laughs> Mary Poppins. We talked about some family shit recently too, yeah. you know. I don't I don't want to talk about more family stuff. Let's
0: get back into the the violence that is the family that is cartels.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right,
0: cool. Yeah. Let's do Ms. Bala. Do you know who Ms. Bala is directed by?
1: Miss Bala is directed by. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Ooh. I, I looked know. this up yesterday yeah.
0: and it immediately turned me off Ooh. from the movie. Nice. Not that. Is it I Olivia was like Megaton? Tur- uh, no. Oh, okay. I might have been a little turned on. Yeah. <laughs> given who the director is that I know now. Yeah. Uh, Catherine Hardwick. Really? Thank you. Your face says it all. <laughs> yeah. Catherine Hardwick. Who directed Twilight, famously. Yeah. The first Twilight movie. Interesting. And she also directed, because of Twilight, and Twilight just made all this fucking money, uh, the Red Riding Hood Mm -hmm. um, movie. Yeah. With Amanda Seyfried. Didn't she
1: start off with that movie, uh, 15? Yes. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I saw that when it came out. I remember that kind of like you know, mm-hmm. blown up a bit on the indie scene. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then, like, pretty much right after that, I was like, all right, she's directing Twilight now. And I was like, cool, have a good career. Done, yeah. <laughs> See you yeah. later.
0: Twilight came <laughs> out. I remember reading about Twilight when we were in... Um,
1: Flashpoint. We were at uh, Flashpoint. Film school, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lori, our uh, our producing teacher, yeah. uh, one of our producing teachers, She, I remember she was talking a lot about it, because it was a huge deal in the industry. Yeah. She was like, you guys really need to be paying attention to this. Like, right. this is this is a signal of things to come, you know? And she was totally right. obviously you've seen the, you know, the trilogy, the superhero film, you know, Mm -hmm. all this type of like stuff. A lot of it kind of traces its roots to, to that Twilight franchise and the success that it, that it had.
0: And also that, also the, the notion that if there's an already established, uh, you know, group of people that like something that is like a book, or a previous franchise mm-hmm. than if they are, you know, making a movie out of said book or making another movie in that franchise. That it's like already built in. Yeah, like movie's gonna be big, right? No matter right. what. I mean, there are a few movies that you know don't really hit that mark. I think more recently, like Solo, being one of them, mm-hmm. is that you know that movie didn't do as as great as Rogue One or any of the newer Star Star Wars movies that came out. Right. Um. But other than that, like you know, I mean, Twilight is just destroyed everybody yeah for the most part yep so. sure did but uh yeah this is a katherine hardwick jam okay which all right it's weird for me yeah i don't know
1: so what yeah so she did she did the twilight movies and she did red riding hood and then has she done anything like between then Has she done some tv work
0: uh, she might have done some tv work Yeah. I should have let's look up her <laughs> imdb right quick because we have computers in our hands yeah here so but um Ms. Bala is a remake.
1: Yeah, I saw that when I was looking up the trailer. I saw like a 2012 Mm -hmm. movie. Um,
0: And it's all about like these two girls who get uh, in, who enter into a beauty contest. Mm -hmm. And with whatever happens in the beauty contest, they come into contact with like drug traffickers or like cartel and they're like you know, ringed in to like, I believe it's. um, And this one,
1: it looks like the, it looks like a terrorist kind of like takeover. Yeah. Like they're in it and they come in and then they get like kidnapped and yeah, forced to, because the one girl's, because they're in Mexico or
0: something. Yeah, they're in Tijuana.
1: But the one girl, yeah, is from LA. So she has like an American passport. So they like want to use her to yeah, do some shit.
0: And this one, I think the original Miss Bala was all about like uh, having the girls like traffic drugs, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I don't know if... It doesn't look like in the trailer they're wanting her to traffic drugs. Yeah, they have her
1: like plant a car bomb. Yeah, yeah. like in Mexico. <laughs> yeah.
0: And in, in shit. Uh,
1: Blow up a DEA safe house or something like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, here's what Catherine Hardwick has done. 13 was 2003. Oh,
1: 13, that's right, yeah.
0: Uh, Lords of Dogtown oh, 2005. Yeah. <laughs> she did The Nativity Story in 2006. Interesting. Uh, Twilight in 2008. And then in 2011, she did uh, Red Riding Hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she's done some TV. She did one episode of that show on AMC called Hell on Wheels. Oh, yeah. She did uh, one that episode show. of Low Winter Sun, which was also, I think, uh, an AMC yep, show. That was. Uh, she did this movie called Miss You Already in 2015. Um, and then one episode of This Is Us. Oh. And she apparently has... Thirteen projects in development
1: so okay well, good for her there you go
0: yes so anyways Ms. Bala Katherine Hardwick uh, it's got Gina Rodriguez in it Anthony Mackie and uh, Thomas Decker I believe would be the standout standout top actors, build cast top yeah. build cast there and everything like that but um, yeah um, the trailer is it's okay It doesn't really feel like it's got too much of an identity other than, you know, uh, a very low level like action movie. Yeah. You know, Uh, I get I get the feeling that it's going to benefit from like a lot of uh, a lot of like Taken 2 and Taken 3 styles (laughs) of editing where it's like, clearly this person can't do this, but right. the editing yeah. is making it seem as though... <laughs> That's why I was guessing Olivier
1: Megaton, because he's, I mean, he's the, he did Taken 3, which yes. is the scene that everybody points to on YouTube. Like, yes. There's that scene of him, Liam Neeson, jumping over the fence that it's like, literally all he does is jump over one fence, and it's like 27 shots. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> really outrageous, because um, clearly it's not Liam Neeson. No. <laughs> They're just trying to hide it as much as they can. Cause um Anyway, yeah, this, uh, I, yeah, it just seemed really, I mean, the whole thing seemed really vanilla to me. And especially having seen, you know, it's funny because, well, my eye line where I'm sitting right now, it's like all I've been able to think about, even when I watched the trailer for the first time, is like, oh, this is like a shitty version of revenge. Um,
0: oh, okay, I didn't like, really think about that. All right. Yeah.
1: I, you know, just in terms of like the, you know, role reversal and like empowerment, uh, kind okay. of themes that, that seem to be very much because this whole trailer, for Miss Bala, I mean, it basically exists for the final shot of her, like, in the beauty pageant dress with a fucking, you know, machine machine gun gun over her neck with, like, people falling dead in, like, her wake. (laughs) You know, like, that whole trailer exists for that moment. Yeah. Everything else is just sort of, like, lead up to that. And, like, I get the feeling the movie is going to be the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's all just going to kind of be, like, whatever, plotting, just, like, this is all necessary for us to get to the one like you know five minute sequence that anybody who's going to see this movie actually gives a shit about. Um,
0: Even the um, the so opening titles on IMDb, which it says it is written by Sony Pictures, which is the movie that's putting um, mm-hmm. this out. It says the official synopsis. Yeah. So yeah. it says Gloria finds a power she never knew she had when she is drawn into a dangerous world of cross border crime. Yeah. Really? She never knew she...
1: Uh... Never knew she had the power to outsmart and murder people until, yeah. uh, until she got forced into it from both sides. Yeah, right. You know, exactly. there's like a there's definitely, like, a Sicario-esque element getting thrown in here with, you know... It's That's like, what I felt. I yeah. felt like
0: it was a very, like, oh, Sicario, let's... You yeah, know, she's let's...
1: getting used by both sides, you know, yeah. and it's like... And on top of it, too, it's like even, you know, the authorities are, like, just as much of, like, a bad guy and just trying to use her as yes. much as, like, the, the cartel people are. Right. Um. You know, which is very much, like, the Sicario type of thing. And it's certainly, a lot of other movies have played that, but the, yeah. just more recently, and then also dealing with exact, specifically the cartel mm-hmm. versus like the CIA, CIA DEA, yeah, you know, on the American side. Um, so, yeah, it has a. It just seems like it seems like a very like manufactured movie, you know, yes. in terms of like here's this successful thing, here's this other successful thing, here's mm-hmm. this important you know element in the current like zeitgeist. And let's just like mash these three things up in this like really you know like mechanized way. <laughs> yeah, you right, know, really right. just taking like you know this three act like structure and then just okay, you know, we've got the three act structure for how a movie should be put together. We've got these two popular things and this you know um, you know Im- cultural thing that we are our ingredients, and so we just feed them into the equation, and then this movie is what pops out. And that's, um, you know, that's really what it feels like.
0: Right. I know in Sicario, there's never, you know, there's never an origin given to, you know, Benicio Del Toro's character, you know. Um, <clears throat> and uh, that's what that's what makes him so, I guess, cool and mysterious and, and likable in the movie is he's just like this force yeah. in the movie. Uh, and so, but here is, you know, the opposite of that movie, which is like, oh no, we're going to take, you know, somebody normal, somebody who doesn't know that this power is in them mm-hmm. and then show how, you know, through violence and through how she just can't trust anybody on the good side or the bad side yeah. that she finds this power to be, like... Independent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so... Um, but I thought, like, listening to, hear, listening to you talk right now, I wonder if, like, is a movie like this better or is a movie... Or is, like, coming up with an idea or a new idea for a Miss Bullet movie better if it integrates more of like what's going on like politically now Mm -hmm. with like you know the wall and like you know whatever our current leader has said about you know like mexicans and latinos and everything like that like yeah does it you know does would that be like a better movie or a better jumping off point because i can't (laughs) i can't imagine that this movie doesn't at least touch on a little bit of sure yeah you know whether it's through and i'm just throwing it out there like Opening credits news footage mm-hmm. <laughs> of yeah, shit. Right. Like, that's kind of the really the only way you can sort of like lay the groundwork for this is the world we live in, but this is just a, a side story. Yeah. That's not taking place. Yeah. You're like going to get DC. the little sound bite yeah. in yeah. there, like, and Mexico's going to pay for it. Yeah. You know, exactly. like some yeah. shit like that is yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. going to be
1: in the opening credits with some cheering behind it. Yeah. And it's going to exactly. cut to like a, you know, shot of like a, you know, coyote is like leading a group of people across the border or some yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. But, I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I would prefer, like, for what this movie appears to be, yeah. which, again, is much more, like, all of that, you know, Sicario-esque stuff feels very much like background noise. to Kind of what I said before, that, like, I think this whole movie exists for the, like, stand-up-and-cheer, fuck-yeah moment of, like, you know, the beautiful one, you know, t- taking, mm-hmm. like, the beauty pageant and, like, subverting it yeah. by throwing the machine gun and the badassery on top of it. Yeah. You know, it seems like that's really – all this movie exists for is to, like, get there. Yeah. And, you know, so all those elements I don't think are going to be leveraged in any interesting way as far as, like, having something more to contribute to the conversation about, like, you know, these sort of uh, – which of these is worse, you know, kind of elements of, like – you know, is is law enforcement or you know drug enforcement, as it were, and like you know the basically that these problems across the border aren't as black and white or clear cut as mm-hmm. we like to make them out to be. Yeah, yeah. You know that, and and again that like you know sometimes you, when fighting people with compromised morals, you have to compromise your own. Um, mm. That uh, otherwise you can't. You know, otherwise you're fighting a different war. You know, yeah, you're essentially right. you're bringing the knife to the gunfight. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so. Um, so, you know, I just I don't see this movie having anything to contribute to that part of the conversation. I see okay. that just sort of, yeah, again, as like the window dressing for us to get to this, um you know, much more kind of female empowerment driven thing. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, let's make. You know, let's just make the badass action movie with like the female lead instead of like the male lead,
0: yeah. And yeah. you know,
1: obviously, this isn't quite that because it doesn't seem like the whole movie is that it's got to like build up to it, she's got to like find her way, right? Right, um, you know, figure herself out, she's got to find herself, uh, after being like, kidnapped uh... by terrorists. <laughs> but, but so anyway, so you know, in a way, it's like, I guess, to get back to your question, then for this type of movie in particular. I would hope that even if they do acknowledge that type of stuff, because I mean, you know, in this day and age, it'd be kind of silly not to. Right. Because it is part of that whole situation. Obviously it's increased the tension (laughs) across the border to say the least. Right. Um, But not, don't do it in a way where it seems like you're trying to comment on it, you know, like just make it, I'd almost be fine if that was just part of the credit sequence. So it's just like, we're just contextualizing, you know, like that's all this is. This is the time where this takes place. Because I just don't, uh, you know, I don't see this movie, yeah, again having anything to contribute or even really attempting to, yeah, uh, contribute anything to that type of conversation. So mm. I think if it did try to have like, you know, these moments where all of a sudden it was like, well, you know, the only way we're going to enact any real change in this country is if we, you know, <laughs> blah, 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 you know, get real impeachment proceeding. We'll see what yeah, Mueller right. hands <laughs> down, you know, like uh, all that type. of It would just be like, no, just stop, stop just it, right fucking right. stop it, you guys. <laughs> like this is not, this is not this movie. Yeah. So. So I think that would make it a worse movie if they tried to, you know, get really heavy handed and like mm-hmm. really make that a part of like what they're trying to say with the film. Yeah. I think, yeah, just just creating that backdrop, yeah. you know, is, is really all it seems like intended to do.
0: I watched the trailer to this and I just think of either like Taken or I think of Peppermint or, you know, Proud Mary. Proud Mary yes. You know, and I just feel like even for. Oh, excuse me. Even for white women, they can't get it right. (laughs) You know, like I guess in the US. Yeah. You know, not you know, but like I I I didn't see Peppermint, but I heard it just wasn't that good. Yeah. I I heard, you know, Proud Mary was god awful. Yeah. You know, and Which was a bummer. That could have been really good. That could have been really good, you know? And then this movie just feels like, you know, this trailer to me feels like it's using, you know, the cartels and, like, like Mexico and all this stuff as, like, just a, you know, just a tool for, like, violently cool stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not really going to, like, you know, make me really believe that she has some sort of hidden power, Yeah, you know, right. beneath her of, of some kind that she didn't know was there. And then it just, you know, it, it's almost kind of like... <clears throat> It's come almost kind of a little bit like uh, maybe not exactly the same, but runs parallel to that like Avatar effect where or like uh, where it's just like, you know, the white man is always like the best mm-hmm. one of like the tribe.
1: Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Where it's just sort of like oh every culture exists, yeah. you know, to basically produce some sort of ideal that a white man can finally show up at some point and (laughs) prove to be that ideal that they've always worshiped, you know? Yeah. It's, it's amazing.
0: And this (laughs) one is like, you know, this one is, you have a, a Gina Rodriguez is in the movie who I really like her as an actress. Like she was really great in annihilation. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, uh, you know, she is. Uh, looks like she's from, like, L.A. in this movie. She's, uh, like, a Latina. And, you know, she goes to Mexico and then ends up seeming to be, you know, I mean, well, her name is Miss Bullet by the end of it. Yeah, right. So <laughs> she ends up being, like, a, I don't know, a better Mexican or, you know, like, drug lord <laughs> than the rest of everybody, you know, in the movie. And it's just kind of like.
1: Because she's been around so many white people.
0: I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It kind of rubbed off on her, you know, like a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of that. Yeah. I mean, until, you know, Emily Blunt signs up for like the sequel or something, then she's going to show up and be like, excuse me. Yeah. I'm white. I'm I'll take over (laughs) from here, okay? It was cute what you did there, but, you know, the professionals can take over. (laughs)
0: Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like... um, I feel like I wish this sort of the war that this movie is like portraying. I wish it would have just been held on like the state side of it. Yeah. As I opposed to know, like crossing the border to, right. to, to, you know, I don't, I, I don't think I'm,
1: uh, my problem, I think lies more with what you, you know, you're saying a, a moment ago, yeah. uh, just that like, it's, it seems like really, you know, her, her discovery that she has a greater propensity and talent for violence yeah. than, like, drug lords and C- DEA agents. Yeah. Like, that's not a really interesting character trait to me. Mm-mm. You know, that's that's pr- really, like, the least appealing part of the movie. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm, I'm having a hard time not drawing a comparison again with just this whole, like, it seems like they're just trying to get to this image, you know, at the end of the film, right. you know, with, like beauty pageant with machine gun yeah um you know and like just like that's gender weird. politics y'all here it is on my sleeve like but weirdly, I'm, that's
0: not like the definition of female empowerment is that image yeah exactly it's a woman and in power in a moment right but, but still <laughs> feminine because yes. she's a beauty you know it's okay right. to be in
1: a beauty pageant <laughs> and it but it just you know it feels so shallow mm-hmm. um and it just feels like yeah again like not really getting at what female empowerment or like you know femininity really is yeah yeah um and, you know, and again, like I think making a, a it feels weirdly like a mistake that like I would I assumed I'm, I'm even was shocked when you said Catherine Hardwick directed this part of my reaction that you commented <laughs> on was because I would just assumed this was a male director oh. because of that. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. I saw that ending, I was just like, OK, yeah, you know, machine gun and tits yeah this is a this is a guy this is a dude thinking this is how you know we make women strong characters yeah is like you know we write a dude right and then cast a woman Mm -hmm. you know and it's just like it doesn't work that way and also that's not what makes women powerful and that's not what makes women you know powerful in like different ways from men i'm not saying again like not one's better than the other or like stronger than the other but like there are differences between the ways that like women are powerful and the ways that men are powerful mm-hmm. and like, you know, getting that right is really, really hard. Yes. Um, so, you know, and this, and this just seems to be falling into the same trap of like really sort of easy answers and like, you know, a real sort of black and white morality kind of like thrown in there
0: Predictability. to just make
1: it simple. Yeah. For everybody to go like, okay, this is the person I need to cheer for. Cause like, she's a strong woman. Yeah but not really analyzing the mechanics of that strength yeah. or like where that's being derived from, uh, which might be
0: uh,
1: as problematic
0: yeah, right. <laughs> as if
1: she were just this sort of like crying catatonic, you know, victim mm-hmm. uh, that, that women are in so many movies, unfortunately. But um, I'm also having a hard time, as I was gonna, about to say a moment ago, that uh, not comparing this in some ways to the movie Miss 45, uh, Ooh, this Abel Ferrara yes. movie. Yes, Love um, that movie. It was so good. So good. Um, you recommended it, that movie to me, and uh, I watched it. God, love and I that movie. Really dug it. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell everybody what that um, movie's about. Well, so I mean, it's you know, it's it's uh, similar to Revenge yeah. in a lot of. It is a rape revenge film. Mm-hmm. Um, it was directed by yeah Abel Ferrara, who uh, uh, notably directed movies like um, King of New York with Christopher Walken and Lawrence Fishburne, mm-hmm. and uh, Bad Lieutenant with Harvey Keitel. And a lot of other stuff, but yeah, really sort of like you know, he was living and working in New York in like the 70s, 80s when it was like really hard scrabble times there, like yeah. crime through the roof, um, really dingy and just gritty, kind of you know, taxi driver, yeah. New York. He, that's that's where he made his films, and they were they were tough, mm-hmm. you know, tough movies. And Miss 45 in particular is about this um, uh, mute. Uh, fashion designer who, in the course of one night, is raped twice. Yeah. Um, and she just loses it and basically becomes like this angel of vengeance in the streets of New York, going around and just like basically putting herself in precarious positions so that she can kill people. Yeah. Um, and like get revenge on you know the the toxic masculinity of this, this was long before those terms existed but yeah, right. you know this movie was very much rooted in that like both abel ferrara himself and he wrote uh the the lead in that movie zoe lund um she was a very like uh very strong uh voiced activist in those times as well for like women's lib and things mm-hmm. like that and, you know she uh, she wrote this movie with Abel Ferrara they struck up like a really okay. really strong like okay. uh, friendship with each other and worked together on a couple of films she I don't remember if it was drug overdose or what but she died really young oh, okay I think uh, shortly after like Miss 45 I want to yeah. say I, I don't remember but it was it was something where you know it wasn't that much longer after they you know made a couple movies together that she oh, passed wow. away but um, but anyway, so uh, in this movie, you know she she goes and starts taking revenge. And the really famous scene from this film is at the very end mm-hmm. when there's this big costume party and she's dressed as a nun yeah. and goes in and starts fucking killing people and yeah. it's such a fucking great scene <laughs> and like but it gets at that it it gets at the same idea uh-huh. but like from such a like it's so much more subvert like peop, you know this movie feels like it's being subversive because it's like the beauty pageant with the machine gun yeah this movie from like 30 plus years 40 years ago now i think this is like 78 okay miss 45 came out maybe early 80s but close yeah. to 40 years ago um you know had her not only with like the lead up to it and everything, but the fact that she was then dressed as a nun and then was engaging in this violent, you know, there's so much more of like a complex, Mm -hmm. um, you know, statement there being made. And, uh, you know, again, like you really need to watch the, it builds to that in a way where it's like it, it constantly is like building its message where when it gets to this point, it's like a very, yeah, sort of contradictory, but challenging and also extraordinarily interesting mm-hmm. decision for how to portray this ending and also like you know in pure genre style like thoroughly over the top yeah and you know how it's presenting the conclusion of all of this insanity yes um where uh, you know and that that did this type of idea like someone uh, with such power yeah um and did it so well and then so yeah when i see this movie and like look at that end i you know i feel like the filmmakers are telling themselves oh man this is just like miss 45 and it's like nope (laughs) because it's also called miss Bala, you know miss bullet miss bullet that's true miss 45 45. you know i mean that's the caliber of bullet that the gun is named after but um so yeah so it seems like they're they're very much like you know uh, probably aware of this and probably think that they're doing something on par with that, but like, they're really not. Yeah. It feels like they've, they've missed, they, yes, they are doing that on the superficial level and they've missed all of the substance that underrides it. Mm-hmm. That actually makes it say something. Yeah. Um. So, you know, instead of, yeah, just this very, I don't know, superficial and uh, uh, I guess, you know, but probably crowd pleasing You know, kind of just like simple cheer for the hero kind of moment. You know, that's, you know, they're trading one for the other. And like, again, I think we've talked about this with some, you know, some of the ways that I feel about like certain directors that work within um, certain like disenfranchised groups or like underrepresented groups Mm -hmm. that sometimes I feel are actually being kind of like exploitative of them Yeah, uh, under the guise of being their voice in the film
0: world. Right, Um, right.
1: And, like, in a, in a way, this kind of gives me that same kind of, like, taste in my mouth. Yeah. And I don't like it. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it tastes kind of gross. And, like, you know, like like a legitimately good thing that needs to happen in the world is being, you know, commercialized. Mm. And all the bad things that come with that. It's being watered down. Yeah. It's being dumbed down. It's, you know, not addressing the complexities of the issue. And ultimately, what that's going to do is just like line a bunch of people's pockets who are continuing to contribute to this very problem. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and so it just it seems like so counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and that that kind of bothers me about it. Yeah. Um. So again, you know, as we said in the beginning, we, we haven't seen these movies. You no. Know, we're just looking at a trailer. Oh, yeah, and, and right. get But. But I mean, we've. You know, seen... that's that's the feeling that I get from it. You
0: yeah. Know? Yeah. I. I agree with with everything you're saying, and you know we've seen uh, our fair amount of revenge movies, or you know movies where a character, male or female, is put into a, an extraordinary situation and they have to like rise to the occasion, right, so yep. to speak. You mm-hmm. know, um, but I feel like, you know, the last three movies that I mentioned, like Peppermint, uh, you mentioned uh, Proud Mary, and also th- you know this one, they are you know movies that involve you know. Uh, a Lee female character. And I feel like all three of the stories have a very like solid base of a story. Like Peppermint is about a woman who loses her entire family to some sort of gang violence. Mm -hmm. Right. And then proceeds for a year to just train herself to go after these people.
1: Yeah. Which that, that one was because that's, that's always been the ultimate male fantasy. Like that, that movie was like, literally (laughs) I'm, this was like written for a guy. Yeah. Because, like, and definitely written by a guy, because, <laughs> I mean, it's been joked upon that, like, that is, like, every dude's fantasy in the world, in a way, yeah. you know, is that, like, all right, all right, if somebody murdered my entire family, yeah, I could train and become the ultimate fucking badass, that and it's, and so, like, it's kind of, in a way, it's, like, liberating as, like, when, you know, when I met, like, Brandt, okay. the lead actor in Chicago, Rod, yeah. who's, like, actually a badass,
0: yeah, <laughs> And then I
1: realized, like, oh, shit, no, I could never do that. Yeah. It was, like, really liberating in a way where I was, like, oh, man, I don't have to, like, worry about, like, the potential of needing to become an angel (laughs) of revenge at some point in my life and, like, maintaining that capacity. Because I'm just, like, I've now – I've seen evidence that, like, I couldn't do that. Yeah. But, like, but every guy, I think, like, until you meet somebody who's, like, actually legitimately, like, Like a super fucking badass person – you harbor that fucking, that exact fantasy (laughs) that that movie is. And, like, that's just so... Because that's exactly what, yeah, I was just talking about. It's like, yeah, fucking write these movies and just cast a woman you think that makes, like, a strong female character instead of, like, writing a strong female character.
0: And I think those three movies have, like, strong stories or the strong bases, like, for a female character to do something different than a male would, you know? Maybe, like... I think uh, when I I, I didn't know what the plot to Proud Mary was until like my sister went to go see it, and it was something like, it was something like, uh, she plays a hit woman. Taraji P Henson plays a hit woman, and on her last job uh, that she has to do, or one of the last jobs she chooses to do, she does uh, take somebody out, but doesn't know that there's a small baby. In, in the room or in the area that she has done this and only realizes it after. And in that moment has a has a bit of like a come to Jesus moment mm. and actually adopts the kid and raises the kid as her own. So the kid doesn't know mm-hmm. w- who the real parents are. And through this, I guess, I'm assuming this is where the drama and the story come from, yeah. where I think somebody comes after the kid and she has to like protect, mm. you know, the kid. So like, good story. I would see that, you know, yeah. if done correctly. But <laughs> apparently like... A male director mucked that up. Yeah, um, poorly, yeah. poorly done. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, yeah. Um,
1: no, because that is, yeah. I mean, that is an interesting. Again, feels much more like a, yeah, like a female story. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. again, not saying that like in a derogatory way no, or no, just no, no, like, no, no. Just, yeah, yeah. But like that, that is a good like kind of tough like revenge driven in a yeah. way or like you know i'm defending right what i care about you know kind of like female character i you know again, it's like, like the
0: moment in kill bill when she finds out she's like exactly i was gonna okay, say perfect, yeah, good, yeah
1: yeah totally like that's you know that's still probably the best example mm-hmm. ironically of course produced by harvey weinstein you know yeah. which is <laughs> <laughs> i was uh, uh, i was talking to hannah about that last night i was just like it's totally random aside but i was yeah. like man i you know I, as much as i've like want them to put out like a 4k collection of tarantino movies yeah i'm gonna be so torn about buying that yeah because you know it's like i i know like yeah all the stuff he's going through whatever people have severed ties with him and stuff but i'm like this is you know this is stuff from like years and years back i don't know if like he doesn't still have his hands in this. That it's like, if I buy this Tarantino 4K set, Are you supporting how much him? of my money is going towards, like, Harvey Weinstein's court fees? Because, uh, like, fuck that guy, you know? Yeah, right. Whatever that's he's shit. making, I'm sure his shit's getting garnished and, like, yeah, whatever. But still, it's like, that's money going into his bank account, even if the government's taking it right after that or whoever, yeah, you know? right. But still, like, that's contributing to him. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know i want like some guarantee that's like harvey weinstein will not see a dime from this yeah like then i'll you know then i'll go out and buy it but but anyway yeah now it's interesting that just all kind of popped into my head and just as we were talking about kill bill and then i was like oh wait, wait. but yeah like super <laughs> problematic producer behind all of this you know yeah yeah um executive producer i should say but but still anyway um yeah but again like i mean Almost any setup for a revenge movie, unless you're, like, really an idiot, yeah, you know, is is pretty good. Yeah. You know, like, anybody can kind of, like, hey, you killed people I care about. Mm-hmm. I want to fuck your day up. Yeah, right. You know, like, that's a pretty easy thing for people to go, all right, yeah, I can identify with that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'd want to fuck that guy up, too. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, the, you know, the premise is should be strong no matter what. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously where you go with it and how you develop it, because again, also it's even us just naming the stuff off the top of our heads. Like obviously this stuff's been done, Oh, you well, know, revenge, uh, revenge as a motivation is a very, you know, is very well, right well-worn it's the top territory. If yeah. you're
0: thinking about making a female revenge movie, you have better watch that movie first oh, yeah, yeah, and then rework your shit.
1: Right. Oh, I just mean as like a motivation for a character, oh, just okay, like re- yeah. having a revenge story of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, obviously, has been done to death. Yes. So to do it in an interesting way is is actually fairly difficult. That's like kind of the creative challenge. Is like this is such well-tread territory because it's so good. Yeah. You know that it's like yeah to make something that actually stands out. Um, it takes a lot nowadays. Do you think there's a
0: twist in this movie? Um. No. <laughs> <laughs> I almost thought you were going to be like. I really don't care if there is. No, I mean, yeah. no. I think I
1: think the girl wins. I think Miss Bala turns out to be like the ultimate badass, and uh, and that's the end of the movie. I think she becomes Everybody the head of goes the cartel, home feeling good. Ooh,
0: just to fuck over the CIA. Head of the. Or that would be good.
1: She becomes the head of the cartel and the head of the CIA.
0: Ooh, she
1: runs them both.
0: Ooh, yeah. Like she's an informant. Like uh, what's her name? The white, white is it? White Queen in Fallout. White. The white widow oh yeah the white widow the yeah white yeah. Widow. yeah oh she's playing everybody she's playing yeah everybody.
1: her buddy yeah well or or she ends up running both uh-huh. without either organization knowing it yeah but then they start realizing that there's a mole and so they're both looking into each other but she's running both of them so it's becoming one of these like scanner darkly situations where Ooh. it's like she's tasked with like investigating herself yeah yeah
0: that would be interesting.
1: It'd be a much more interesting movie, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think I'm, I feel pretty confident that this is one of those movies that, like, the trailer, they just, like, showed you the whole movie. Yeah. And they're like, are you excited about seeing the beauty queen with the machine gun? <laughs> if yes, come check out Miss Bala. Yeah. If no, hey, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Go yeah. see the kid who would be king, you know? Get some I feel like Patrick Stewart and a Led Zeppelin
0: shirt in your life. This and the kid who would be king, I probably would go see a kid who would be king. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other movie I wanted to mention was um, I kept thinking I kept trying to think remember the name of it but was uh, the movie Lucy. Oh yeah, 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 and uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, <laughs> with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah,
1: I haven't seen it. Okay, um, but I know about the ending.
0: You know about the ending, and the
1: ending kind of makes me want to see it, ah, even I, though I've heard it's terrible.
0: It's it is, and it starts off. I think I, for me, it starts off so good. Like yeah. I thought, I think it starts off so good. Um, because if you haven't seen Lucy, uh, it kind of starts off the same way as this trailer does for, for Ms. Bala, two people, they're at a concert in another country Mm -hmm. and then bad shit happens. But, um, it looks like in Ms. Bala from the trailer, like they're kind of given like a choice, either like you help us or you die Mm -hmm. type of shit. Whereas like in Lucy, like after they're, you know, knocked out or drugged, like, Scarlett Johansson wakes up, and they've already surgically put drugs under the lining of, like, her stomach mm-hmm. to, like, transport. Yeah. And, like, actually, like, five or six people, including her. Mm-hmm. And um, as the story progresses, they she ends up discovering that the what's inside of her is some sort of, like, drug or something that... Uh, is new and it's as it starts leaking into her system it starts to heighten all of her senses and Mm -hmm. abilities and she becomes smarter faster stronger you know like all that shit um but yeah the ending just like
1: i'm gonna spoil the ending you're gonna spoil it yeah okay she turns into a flash drive yes (laughs) (laughs) she does i made a shrimp told me that yeah Our friend uh friend ben benjamin t murphy Mm -hmm. AKA Shrimp. Uh he told me that and I made him confirm for me like five times that I heard him <laughs> right, Like 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 a USB flash drive and he's yeah. like, Yeah. Like that you'd like plug into a computer <laughs> yeah. for file transfers and he goes, Yeah. I said, Scarlett Johansson and he went, Yeah I feel like I gotta watch it. Turns this into movie a flash again. drive.
0: I, you know who really wanted me to watch it was Tyler. Yeah. Tyler like loves this movie. <laughs> and <laughs> He's like, You gotta see it. It's so good. And I was like, Okay, dude, I'm in it. Cause I'd never seen it before and I'd always wanted to watch it. Yeah. And I'm like, sweet, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I think Luke Besson did direct it. He did write and Gross. direct it. It's yeah. Luke Besson jam. So and then I watched it and then the end just went like What is happening right now? Flash drive. Yeah. Flash drive. <laughs> but like there's a bunch of other <laughs> weird shit that happens before the flash drive. Okay. Like we go into space. Oh. Yeah. All right, And we see, like, life create, and, like, I, I could tell that, like... That yeah, sounds Bess-
1: like a Luc Besson movie.
0: I could tell that Luc Basson was trying to emulate... Oh, he's always trying. <laughs> 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 okay, all right. I'm just saying, like... Sorry, I got a little... He was, uh, I got like, a little sh- Basson sh- in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Get it out. Let's sip from my Criterion mug. He was really trying to um, go 2001 with it. Oh, God. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. I need a drink.
0: He was going real 2001 with it before Scarlett turned into a flash drive.
1: I don't want to... I take back everything I said about wanting to see this movie. I, don't, I want nothing I to do with I might argue that
0: Scarlett Johansson turns into the... What's it called? The, uh, the monolith? Yes. Oh, dude, I have to watch this movie again. Wait, I might have a flash... All of it. She
1: turns into a flash drive version of the monolith? Maybe. Okay. Well, they're
0: the same, like... The same shape, the same yeah. shape, yeah. Well, the monolith is well, yeah, very large, it's yeah. large
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, a, a two thousand one monolith flash drive would be pretty sick though. It'd be pretty. I'd, b- I'd buy that. Yeah, that'd yeah, be good. Uh, but anyway, okay, yeah. No, fuck. I I hated Luke Besson before we started talking today. Uh-huh. I really, you, uh, really, really, <laughs> really dislike this person now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so you're so this made you think of Lucy just because oh just because of the set initial setup. Yeah, saying, yeah, just
0: because of of the because I I mean I like revenge out movies. Kidnapped to, to comply. Yeah. yeah, right. I like revenge movies. I mean, I've always wanted to like write one, so I'm always like thinking about like what's a good entry into putting somebody in a an extreme situation sure. that doesn't feel like a trope. Yeah, and like you know, Miss Bala just feels like a trope. It's like okay. You know, I, like, I even think about when I watch trailers to revenge movies that don't necessarily need to have, like, women as the main character, but it's just, like, okay, is this still a trope if it would be, like, a white woman who's kidnapped by a cartel Mm -hmm. and ends up becoming, like, the best Mexican of all time Yeah, you know, take everybody out, you know? Like, is that a trope, or is it more of a... You thought I was white. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually super Mexican. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) you know? And, uh... Or is it still a trope because, you know, it is like, uh, I guess kudos to Catherine Hardwick that there's actually like a Latina in uh, a lead female, mm-hmm. a lead role for, yeah. for a female in a movie that will get released like nationwide right. um, and stuff. So, but yeah, I don't know. Like I'm always trying to think of like, you know, what what's a better setup for a revenge movie Yeah, and, you know, how much thought. I guess writers or producers who come up with these ideas like actually put into actually put into this because I think the reason why we have like good foreign movies and good like like movies like The Raid and movies like, you know, like Revenge and everything is because like those producers and those writers like think about that stuff which then leads to far more creative like action sequences. You know, and like that actually like will push the story further as opposed to just sort of like, oh, yeah, we got to make sure that at some point she's in a dress and she's cocking a machine gun and putting the bullets in. Mm -hmm. And everyone and every, you know, (laughs) hardcore thugged out Mexican that's dying on the floor right now is like it looks up at her and thinks like, fuck, that's Miss Bala. And it's like, no, a bitch firm. I know. What the (laughs) fuck? No. So. um, So, yeah, movies like this, like they perplex me yeah you know and so i'm also i always think about like all the all the other movies that have come out but like lucy was the one that that popped into my head cause yeah i thought it had a good and opinion. again
1: yeah it's it's great that yeah this movies getting a wide release that's got a latina female yeah. lead in it and everything but it's one of those it's like that's all good stuff but like but like make a good movie also yeah right. so that like you know the the, the point of this is like Is not just to uh, give movies to the people that already agree with you. You know, that's what this feels like. Uh, It feels like you should be making movies that are gonna get other people to go, oh, fuck. Yeah. I've always thought like I was only gonna be interested in like male leads because I'm a dude and I want a testosterone movie. Yeah, yeah. But I can watch this like female led action film and still Mm -hmm. get, you know, my rush from it and still be pumped and like excited and cheer for the, you know, the hero Mm -hmm. and all that. Um, you know that's like what these movies should aspire to do I think it's yeah. like you know create that universality once yeah. again where it's like you know again it's always that's always the difficult thing with this type of like you know uh, making any kind of progress with these sort of things is is that whole idea of like you know at, at what point do you make that transition from like the movies about this progressive thing to now this is just sort of like it's it's part of the universal whole okay. you know because like ultimately that's what it should be it shouldn't you know Ultimately, you know, no movie should be all about just like, oh, there's not enough like women female-led movies, so we need to make female-led movies to just right. like fill that void, but also make those movies about being a female-led movie.
0: Yeah, right. You know, it right, right. needs
1: to get to a point where it's just like, no, just a female-led movie is just like cool. We've got a bunch of those, we've mm-hmm. got a ma- bunch of male-led ones, we've got a bunch of people, you know, persons of color yeah. led movies, like ideally we get to that point and it's not just about that specifically you know they they don't have this like metatextual component Mm -hmm. of like not just having this thing but also being about how this thing is a progressive need for society yeah you know it's just like it's just what movies are yeah and you know you can just have a gay character and you can just have a transvestite character and they're just characters you know and we just get oh cool you know this guy's like pre-op you know transitioning or whatever Yeah, yeah And um, you know, so so yeah, it's it, you know, it's it's always tough to say and like gauge, you know, which side of that, you know, pendulum you're at or like, you know, where the scales are. Obviously right now, you know, to some degree, just because of like where things are at and the changes that are trying to be made, yes, it's like we do need some just to kind of like
0: (laughs) get like, you
1: know, numbers Uh up (laughs) is definitely a valuable thing for us to be doing, like, you know, as a society and for films and everything. But like again, it just If they were also good, (laughs) like that would be even better, you know? And like, again, could, could really make progress, not in terms, you know, not just in terms of the metrics Mm -hmm. of just saying like, Oh, well this many more, you know, female led movies came out this year than last year. Yeah. But to actually be like, you know, no, the market like wants this stuff, right. You know, or like, or, you know, not even necessarily as like, yeah, I, I'm not harboring any fantasy that like, you know, something's going to come out where like all of a sudden, you know, all the Trump voters are going to go, oh man, we've been wrong the whole time. Like, <laughs> we want female-led movies, yeah, you know, yeah. like let's do that, you know. But no, we're more so that we're like, you know, the the perception right now is that a female-led movie is at a disadvantage. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, that's what the numbers show. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's they make less money. Yeah. And so you know, getting that to a point where it's just like that's not a disadvantage anymore Mm -hmm. you know you can have a male male male-led or female-led movie and that's not immediately going to say like oh well you just made 30 million dollars less yeah you know um that's where you know things should be pushing towards and like that's what i think making actually like good movies that have some sort of universal appeal Mm -hmm. um are going to get us which would ultimately you know yeah in the moment probably aren't going to feel as like you know stand up and cheer with all of your brethren who believe the same thing as you. Right. Like this movie is going to be is just like, yeah, get all the people who already believe in this in a theater so they can have a good time together. Yeah. You know, getting those movies out there that are just going to get like everyone out there to see them, you know, and just go, fuck, this is a great
0: movie. I'd really like to see what, uh, I'm actually going to track this now. Cause it just popped into my head hearing you talk about that was, I really want to look at uh, what the opening numbers are this opening opening weekend as compared to Widows, Steve McQueen's Widows. Oh, sure, yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people slept on Widows. Yeah, that, I did. You know, and I think that's a really, really good uh really really good movie. And a really, really good like female empowerment movie, mm-hmm. but also touches you know, also has a commentary on like male masculinity yeah. as well in in politics in crime in in an urban setting but also in you know a city setting where people are making maybe a little bit more money than you know the folks down south or something yeah i mean so um that's
1: it and yeah jillian flynn um she you know famously wrote gone girl oh yeah most famously that book and then she helped with the screenplay and then sharp objects that hbo show Mm -hmm. was based on one of her books and yeah she co-wrote the screenplay for widows yeah And I, I, in terms of everything we're talking about, like her perspective on like female empowerment is like, I think one of the best out there and one of the most fascinating It is because she's not afraid of like the darkness, you know, she's (laughs) not trying to paint it all in like a rosy picture of like, no, it's this thing we need to celebrate. It's like, man, it's just as fucked up as everyone else, you know, but it's like, it's, it's its very own kind of fucked up and like, that's what makes her so good at it. Mm Um, but anyway, sorry to, to interrupt you. I just No, wanted you're good. To throw you're that good.
0: In, I, I agree with you. And it, when I when the movie when Widows popped into my head, I thought about you know where we're talking about and you know playfully making fun of that scene in the trailer where she's got the the dress on and stuff mm. like that. And I'm beginning to believe that that's what maybe like actually hurts her as a character is that yeah. like she's in a dress, <laughs> and it's like why isn't she in something else? Like yeah. you know <laughs> what I mean? I don't know. What, I don't know what it is. Like I mean, Revenge had you know that character in something specific but there was a reason for it right right you know there was there was a uh, a narrative reason for it you know but um you know the fact that like you you still have to uh, you know put a woman in a dress for her to look like badass with a machine gun or something like that is just sort of like uh, i don't know this is still kind of like taking away from this character like she still doesn't feel as badass as i feel like she should Mm -hmm. because like she's got her makeup right and mm-hmm. everything's all good. And you know, we're all well, also fine.
1: just, just from a tactical standpoint.
0: Yes, that too.
1: <laughs> Very, a lot of limitations you've imposed upon yourself. A lot yeah. of limitations. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, um, but no, like into your point about Gillian Flynn, like, you know, in widows, I mean, there are those moments where it's like, uh, you know, Viola Davis is that, that woman that lives sort of, you know, above everybody else and, the rest of her crew are, you know, kind of that urban setting and, you know, but by the end of it they're they have to, you know, there's, there's a part in the movie where she, I think one of Iola's Davis's lines is like, like we have to look like men. Like we have to look and move like how people think mm-hmm. that men move for us to pull this off. And if we don't, like we're, we're in trouble and all this other kind of stuff. And so it really breaks it down in a nice way where I feel like, not a lot of people are paying attention to to that or at least that logic within your characters who just so happens to be a female like mm-hmm. in their mind. Yeah, right. You know? So and I don't think that from the trailer to Miss Bala that the story will have that sort of sort mm. of like <laughs> you know <laughs> mindful thought going through her head. Yeah,
1: a little I wouldn't expect a whole lot of nuance here. <laughs> no, I think yeah Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Um But, uh, yeah, uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that I won't be seeing this movie. Yeah, me neither. If it ever pops up on Prime, maybe just check it out. Yeah, I don't know, unless
1: it's, like, one of those, like, it starts getting, like, you know, like, weirdly John Wick reviews. Like, I remember when the first John Wick came out, it was just, like, generic action movie with Keanu Reeves. Okay. Yeah, right, right. And then it came out, and everyone was like, uh, why is this so good? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Right, right. Yeah, so, you know, unless something like that yeah, happens. I, yeah, I'm just. I'm not. I feel again like I've seen better versions of this movie, and yeah. like in, I've, I've seen better versions of every thing that this movie is trying to be. Yes, from right. what I can tell from the trailer. So I agree. Yeah. So even if it proves to be something more than that, well, bad job marketing it because it sure don't look like it. Hell no. Yeah.
0: Hell no. So um. Well. Anyway. I'm not going to see this movie. You're not going to see this movie. Nope. However. If our conversation has spurred you to go see this movie, please let us know what you think. Tell us. Tell us if we were wrong. Yeah. And if we're full of shit. Mm-hmm. But. Um,
1: Tell us about how we're part of the patriarchy, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, I think I think this is a good like. If you're into revenge movies, I think this is a good opportunity to go and like revisit some revenge movies. Yes, like, exactly. Watch stuff like revenge, like John Wick, like. You know, the this movies that Dorian suggested, Miss 45, um, what was, it? did you had suggest another one, Miss 45, or in, this is Miss 45 and Revenge, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, I brought both of those up, and um, the Sicario came up, of course, but yeah, that wasn't really, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, there's this great, great revenge movie out there called Chicago Rot.
0: Ooh, yes. It's R-O-T.
1: Yes. <laughs> That's a revenge film. It is a revenge film. If you want to see, I, you know, it, yeah. this the revenge films, as we said, have been very well-worn territory, so well-worn <laughs> that even we have made a revenge film. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so um, so I'll, I'll throw Chicago Rod in there as right. well, of course. But yeah. um, And uh, and since I mentioned it earlier, also the horrors of Malformed Men. Oh, my God. Yeah. Everybody just see has nothing to do with anything we've been talking about That's on the show. I just That's watched good. it yesterday, and I'm like still on fucking cloud nine, so... <laughs> I just I want to spread the word. Horrors of Malformed Men. Open up Amazon Prime. Watch it now. Anyway.
0: And if you haven't watched Widows and it's still playing somewhere near you, please go and watch Widows. Yeah. Support Widows. It's a really good really good movie.
1: It's coming out, I think, February 5th. It comes out like digital. Digital? Oh, like, nice. Uh, or like on Blu-ray and rental and all that. So it yeah. might be able to buy digitally sooner than that. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I'm going to be checking it out uh, for sure. I haven't seen Widows. but yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, this is like... If somehow you've never seen a revenge movie before, yeah, then maybe Miss Ball. And I, you know, I don't even know that it's necess- it kind of is a revenge movie because these people are kidnapping her and then she's going to, you know, yeah. turn it around on them, but we think this it yeah, might be a twist. Totally. This this seems like a revenge like if you've never seen a revenge film, this is like Training Wheels, I feel like.
0: Okay. If you to just that. need like yeah, a yeah. starter
1: <laughs> to get you down the road, but but then yeah, like literally every other movie we've talked about. Yeah is a better revenge film. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so go, you know, if, if the, this gets your gears greased or what's your whistle, mm-hmm. um, watch like literally everything else we've talked about.
0: Also, I think Kill Bill 1 and 2 is still on Netflix. Oh, yeah. So, let nice. do those as well. Yes. So, all right, man, well, that's all I got from Ms. Bala. Done. I'm over it. All right, well, uh, we are on Facebook uh, at the couch. <clears throat> we are uh, officially now, I redid the Instagram, Oh and fix the name and the whole 9 yards. So nice. we're at uh, at Guys on Couch at uh, at Instagram and uh, on Twitter we're at the same thing, Guys on Couch.
1: At Guys on Couch.
0: So please reach out to us, tweet us, instagram us, please follow us uh, cuz the Instagram and Twitter is where I'm going to be specifically putting all things couch related. I'm not going to be using my personal shit anymore unless you feel the need to reach out to me. Yeah. But Uh, Yeah, and then we're also on Spotify now. Yeah. woo! Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. So if you have any one of those, please download, listen, rate, and review, and let us know what you think of the show. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Bye.